The Masters Animal Health Segment, brought to you by NS Vets. Adding value through practical advice and service. No gimmicks, no potions, total vet care. Andrew Cochran from NS Vets joins us this Friday afternoon on The Master. Afternoon, Andrew. Afternoon, Andy. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Groundhog Day once again, but you don't need me to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, much the same here. At least it's Friday. At least it's Friday, exactly. We look at the glass half full approach. Um, been a busy week for you guys by the sounds of it? Yes, just another busy week for us. Um, continuing on with um, getting rams checked and, and getting some dairy cows scanned and beef scanning started. So, yep, no, just more of the same. Ram checking, uh, ram palpating, how's that been going? Good, yep, no real disasters. Um, but you certainly starting to get get through the last of them now, but um, I'd encourage any farmers that haven't had their rams checked to make sure that they get in touch with their vet and, and get them checked. It's a very cheap way to make sure that your rams are going to be most likely doing the job they're meant to be doing. Well, it makes sense to be doing it because if you've got a boy out there throwing duds and it defies the purpose. It does, yep. And we certainly find lots of issues. Most most farms, well, not, not certainly not every farm, but on a reasonable portion of farms we'll find a ram that's needs kicked out um, from things such as asymmetry, sometimes one testicle will, will almost shrink away to nothing, um, to through to infections um, and, and epididymitis, which is probably one of the more common lesions we find. Um, and with that, we're most worried about, you know, brucella ovis being the cause, so we'll often take a blood test from those rams. Vasectomies and rams as well for the teasers? Yep, so we've been doing a bunch of them. Um, more and more guys are doing them, but they're a really good... Tool to, to tighten up your lambing spread and particularly where hoggets are being mated. Uh, most most people making hoggets will, will utilise teasers to make to make that as successful as possible. So you reckon a lot more people are using teasers these days? Yeah, I think so. Um, we're certainly doing a few of the little surgeries um, and you want to be doing them ASAP if you haven't already because we ideally want to give those rams you know, four to six weeks anyway to, to recover before they go out and, and minimise the chance that they've still got some, some live rounds and in the in the shoot, um, so yeah, they're they're a really useful tool, and, and I think probably a lot of it's growing around um, hogget mating. The, the guys doing hogget mating well are, are certainly using teasers. Getting into the end of the dairy scans at the moment, starting the beef cycle. Yep, so we're getting the the final dairy scans in, so people are getting their empty rates now. So we're probably. A pretty average year, I think. Um, we're ranging in the vicinity of 10 to 18 percent empty. Uh, we're probably averaging around that 15 percent when you when you look in your minder. Um, that's often a little bit worse than what we get on the day. But obviously, your minder includes the cows that were present at the start of mating, but have been since culled. So often, your empty rate's a little bit poorer. Um, but I think probably in general, everyone's happy enough. Um, we're certainly not breaking any new records, but we haven't had any disasters either. What are you anticipating as far as the beef scan goes? Yeah, so we're just starting to get into them. Um, some of the early scans that I've done so far have been reasonable, um, but certainly if people want to have their um, beef herds aged, so the pregnancies aged, we want to be getting into that sooner rather than later. The later we leave that, the less we are able to accurately age, particularly those early calving cows. If, if you're not so worried about them, you just want to identify your late, you've got a bit more time. Um, but if you want to accurately age all your beef cows, then we want to be starting to do that reasonably soon. 
Fly strikes a real area of concern at the moment, Andrew, isn't it? By the sounds, no matter who I'm speaking to, everybody's been affected in some way at the moment. It's just been that kind of year. It certainly has. The condition's been perfect for fly. Um, that's being made worse by the fact we've got a shortage of product. Uh, there's not going to be any more Cyrex into the country until September, so that's no help to us now. And I believe Mago's in short supply as well. So it's not making things very easy. Um, a lot of people with their tutus, sort of shorter wool lengths, um, so certainly keep an eye on them. The, the people that have sort of come through all right are those that have been proactive and have, and have you know, learnt from previous lessons and, and, have, and have dipped in early January, um, but I, a lot of those guys I've talked to as well said that, that that protection is running out now. And just and just to reiterate that, that we don't get the full protection through jetting. Um, jetting is a really convenient way of, of dipping sheep and it's the most common way we do it now but the reality is we, we don't get enough chemical on the sheep at the speed they go through so we, we, we're not expecting 12 to 16 weeks it's closer to, to 8 weeks and, and that definitely fits with what I'm hearing out there people saying that they you know, dip them in early January and they're starting to see a wee bit of fly come through now so people are having to consider their options again um, if, you can, if you're planning shearing soon, you can certainly attempt to bring shearing forward because shearing will give you three to four weeks protection. If you can't do that and you're needing something in the meantime, um, there are some options. People get a lot pretty concerned around wool withholds, um, but the reality is particularly where there's a welfare concern around fly strike, those withholds can generally be ignored. So what the wool withholds are basically voluntary. Um, certainly check if you've got wool contracts um, that might be a different a different game, but in, in general, the wool withhold can be ignored as long as um, there's a welfare concern. So if you've got sheep that are being fly struck, shearing's three or four weeks away, you've, you have got options to, to cover them in the meantime. That's a really interesting point you've raised then. I wasn't really aware of that. No, and a lot of farmers aren't. Um, so we certainly have to keep an eye on you know the meat withhold still, but in regards to wool, it's, it's basically voluntary. Um, so have, have, a have a talk to your supplier, um, but there are options. And with the shortage on things like Cyrex, we have got products such as Extinisad, um, which isn't a great product for fly, but it should give you a few weeks to get you through to shearing, and it's a product without any withholds anyway, so that can be an option. Just finally, Andrew, we're talking about worms and drenches um, this season as well. It's been all over the show by the sounds of it, as far as the worm cycles. Yeah, so with all this dry weather, we will be seeing development of parasites on pasture slowing down. And so there's every you know, every possibility that farmers should be able to push drench intervals out. But I, I would do that with um, with faecal lead counting, so so using some information to make sure that that, that is the, the correct case. Um, but we might find that instead of 28 days, you can push drenching out to, to the late 30s or early 40 days, six weeks. Um, but you want to be checking with speaker accounts to confirm that. As soon as we get more moisture, um, it's possible that parasite levels will, will flourish. Um, but, if you, and, but if you are still drenching and you're needing to drench, um, certainly get those drenches checked. We've still got a number of sheep farmers that have got no idea on how their drenches work. And it's really simple to do a drench check. Pick up 10 um, poos 10 days after they've been drenched. Just push them into the corner of the paddock, hold them there with the dog for 10 minutes pick up 10 warm poo, take them to the vet, cost you 100 bucks or something like that, um, and, you'd, and you have a pretty good idea of, of how that trench is working. And we're seeing more and more trenches fail around Southland. We're just getting through the last of our faecal leak count reduction tests now, and we're certainly seeing some results that are worrying. 
Andrew, to get in touch with NS Vets, what's the best way? Yep, just give us a call at the clinic, 03 202 5636. Um, that number's available on Google, and we've got the normal means of communication with, with websites and Facebook and things like that too. Good on you, Andrew. Appreciate your time as always. No worries. Cheers, Andy. Andrew Cocker from NS Vets. Up next, this is a Friday afternoon. Uh, Matt Chisholm, he's going to be down at the Southland AMP show tomorrow in Invercargill. We catch up for a chat.